if some nigga pulls a knife out on you and all you got is a hand with some skin on it, you run. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. Legend in my spare time, motherfucker. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listen good. Welcome to Smart Marks, brought to you by BreakingKFATs.com. We, we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. <laughs> In-depth analysis of the WWE. I, I, I make no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself. Pay-per-view results. Results from Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be honest with you, I fast-forwarded. I always do. <laughs> Rumors, fantasy booking, unbiased bitching, and much more. With your hosts, Matt Lees and the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Oh, Wayne Deagle. Sorry, I thought you said Wayne Deagle. I thought that was some wrestler I'd never heard of. Because when the referee asks you if you want to quit, you will be screaming, Yes! 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 an idiot. Yes! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Smart Marks for the week of April the 16th, 2012. This week, Monday Night Raw was live from a place which I did not write down, so I'm not quite sure. Fitzy, are you aware of where this Raw was? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you. (laughs) We're off to a good start, so... (laughs) Oh, always, the red letterboxes, it was Sweden, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Manchester. No, no, London. No, no, definitely not London. They wouldn't be that racist. No, were, were they not? In, I thought they were in London. No, no, no. Uh, oh, Birmingham. <laughs> this wasn't even, this isn't even Raw, dude. This was Smackdown. <laughs> what? I'm confused. <laughs> uh, fuck this. Let's just start talking about TNA. So, Austin Aries. <laughs> that pay-per-view was shit, by the way. I um, didn't watch it. I, I, I've only I have to say I watched one episode of TNA recently um, and I thought it was okay the wrestling was uh, was pretty good the backstage weird uh, voyeuristic camera work where it always seems like the cameraman's hiding from whatever's going on was kind of creepy and I don't care about uh, what's his name Eric Idle Eric Bischoff's uh, son Eric but, Bischoff but the, but, the, but the matches the actual wrestling itself was pretty good yeah they're definitely the B team though <clears throat> Yes. Uh, so anyway, this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're fucking sidetracked already. Three minutes in. You're welcome, folks. Well, you, you know, you don't you don't bring me on to, on board to to get straight to the point. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, t- okay, tonight's raw was live from the United Kingdom. How about that? All right, all right, all right. Fish and chips. 
Fish and chips. Fish and <laughs> chips. We'll get back to that. Uh, tonight's, this week's edition of Monday Night Raw opens with a no disqualification, no count out match for the WWE Championship. Mark Henry challenging CM Punk. You can tell right away that Mark Henry wasn't going to win the title. Do you know what the clue was? He had a cold opening. No, not a cold. Dark opening? Yeah, exactly. He did not get an entrance. What's he, the phrase? Dark opening? Cold uh, opening? No, I don't know whether they just they just don't call it no intro. I don't know if they have like a specific term. Sam. Sam. But basically, he didn't get an intro. He was already in the ring. So a way to make your number one contender look powerful. <laughs> um, but, I mean, all in all, a fairly good match. Um, I really, really enjoy CM Punk's work. Oh, me too. Um, I still think the first of the three was the best of those that ma- those that match trilogy. Yeah, I I don't like when they do these like three weeks in a row type stuff. Yeah, I'm in. So I'm calling my fucking rematch clause. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I also don't like that a lot of the pay per views these days seem to be like the same matches three three months in a row or something. It well, never used to be that way, you know. Well, no. I, well, you know, WrestleMania used to have fifteen matches in it. Yeah. Four of them being tag team matches. Yeah, it's true. Uh, let's not go back into Mania because then I'll, record. I'll, I'll start getting depressed again if we start talking WrestleMania. Um, basically, this was no DQ, so Punk ends up winning when he actually was a pretty good finisher. He did the Macho Man style flying elbow off the top, but he had the chair with him and drove it into the skull of Mark Henry for the win. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, as the match ends, Chris Jericho appears on the big screen, sitting in a bar. Uh, pretty shitty looking set for a bar, though. Yeah, that was definitely uh, one of the fucking rooms <laughs> in the O2 arena yeah. with a few hastily thrown together bottles. Exactly. Um, they announce, or Ch- Jericho announces that it will be him challenging CM Punk for the WWE title at the Extreme Rules pay per view, and the kind of match will be Fitzy. Uh, I, is it Extreme Rules? I actually can't remember, to be honest. You fucker. It's, uh, a, it's an extreme... It's a Chicago street fight. Chicago street fight, yes. That deflated any interest I have because I hate matches. Uh, there's, there's like one exception, but I hate matches where it's like filmed outside and that's what it sounds like it's going to be. Yeah, you know, I really, really hope not. I really hope, because that is always lame when the crowd noises aren't there anymore and it's just two guys pretending to fight and making grunt noises and, you know, clearly trying to move from point A to point B because the cameraman has to go there. (laughs) Yeah, I really hope that they're doing it as, um, because they used to call, if it was like backstage and in the streets, they would call it a backlot brawl, I think. Right. So I really hope that this is just going to be them scrapping because, excuse me, they made a point to mention that CM Punk is looking forward to beating up Jericho in front of his family and friends. That that could that could be non literally though. That could be you know, uh, you know, figuratively speaking, because they'll be at the event. Yeah, I, I just really hope they'll be front row and he'll whoop him right in front of them. My one ex- uh, exception is the um, triple threat hardcore match between Kane, Big Show, and Raven at WrestleMania 17. Mm. Not many matches involve a golf cart. <laughs> oh, I remember that. God damn. With referee Jimmy Corderas getting dragged into the cart. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard of him as a ref talking about that in an interview saying, well, Kane told me to get in the fucking golf cart, so I got in the golf cart. Because <laughs> what else would you do? Yep. You don't fuck with Yank him. No. Um, the thing I'm really, really excited for for Extreme Rules that I hope will happen and will be my markout moment 
is generally CM Punk gives his front row seat to Colt Cabana, his fellow independent wrestler friend. Right. I know this isn't going to happen because they hate giving Colt Cabana screen time because, you know, he was in the WWE once and fired. Um, I really, really hope they let Colt Cabana lay a punch down to Jericho. Uh, you think that'll happen? Oh, well, you, of course you don't think that'll happen. You just told me, but um, I mean, what's what's that guy's story apart from being, you know, unfairly dismissed from the WWE and being friends with CM Punk? Is he actually deserving of the hype, or is it just that he's associated with? No, he's a good wrestler. I've seen him wrestle. He wrestled in WWE as Scotty Goldman. Um, never really got a fair shake of it. Uh, in the indies, he's very popular. Um, almost like sometimes it's uh, more of like a comedy, like comedy matches. Like, right. I've seen him have a dance-off, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. Um, but it's his podcast, Art of Wrestling, that is just blowing up, and he gets all the guys on there, and that's what's really getting him that exposure. Ooh, so, I might listen to it. Oh, you should. Like, recently he's had Daniel Bryan, he's had tons of people on. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's not good, though, right? It's, but, it's not good. No, it's not. It's no smart marks, Fitzy. Of course. Of course. You know, but, you know, it's fairly entertaining. And uh, that's why when you hear, like, Colt Cabana chants on Raw and stuff, they're talking about him. Um, but what really got him the notoriety was when during that famous promo when CM Punk looked at the camera and said, Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? Yeah, he said, no, he said uh, something about being a Brock, uh, a Paul Heyman guy as well. Yeah, he said Colt Cabana as well. But um, yeah. he, that's when he mentioned Ring of Honor, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He said, all my, maybe I should just go back to ROH. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that and then him going, Colt Cabana. And I was like, oh, he just, he just, he, 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 he just oh, called out oh. Colt Cabana. Do you remember what he said after after that, though? Yeah, John Laurinaitis is a glad-handing douchebag? No, no, no. When he said, you know who else is a Paul Heyman guy? Stone Cold? Brock Lesnar. Oh, is that what he said? Yep. Oh, wow. Ooh, CM Punk. Yep. Fortuitous or some shit. No, that's not the word I wanted, but that's okay. Very brief aside, it has nothing to do with anything, but I've meant to ask you like three weeks in a row, and I keep forgetting. Who used Ryback to be? Who used... Uh, he used to be Skip Sheffield from the Nexus. Okay. That's he, all. He wore a big... Uh, he had like a vest on and uh, like uh, bullhorns on his tights or on his trunks. Um, oh, yeah. I missed he, that the Nexus, whole, the whole thing. Yeah, he used to wear a cowboy hat. Whatever. It's not important. That's all. Let that continue. All right. Um, yeah, so after the match, Jericho announces on the screen that he's, you know, he's going to be there to embarrass Punk in front of his family. Um, this is where they show the video clip that Punk was spotted at a pub at 11.55 in the morning. So shit. Yeah, and then Punk said, what? I can't just go have fish and chips? Fish and chips, yeah. That's to which so the crowd decided to chant, fish and chips. Fish really and pondering. It's Oh, it's bad. And... And I mean, it, it doesn't make me think any less of Punk because I know he was just told to say it, but it's so just like stop. Like, well, so if you're in Mexico, you'd be like, what? I can't get, go some fucking some quesadillas. <laughs> that's right. That's racist, Brian. That's racist. In Spain, can I go for some tapas? <laughs> that's racist. Well, racial. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about the video, though, was the fact that uh, Jericho kind of finished his sentence, and as Punk went to yell at him, he disappeared off the screen. That's the uh, Titantron equivalent of a bitch slap. That's right. Um, up next is Santino Morella taking on David Otunga for the United States title. And they say, still to come, controversial words from Brock Lesnar. Santino Morella sans his power walk now. Are they trying to maybe serious him up a little? I don't know. Maybe they heard JJ last week. Yeah. On <laughs> Legend in My Spare Time. <laughs> Another fine product from the Spare Time Legends Network. That's right. Thank you. Um, did you notice that? Or am I 
am I maybe uh, look, looking too much into it? I think he definitely forewent doing the, the walk. Maybe, yeah, I didn't notice, but you could be definitely right. I was distracted by the fact that uh, he had all those jerseys on. Yes, that was awesome. I, I took a screen grab of him wearing the United jersey. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I like how the, the United react. Well, let's let's get into it. Uh, first, right before that, R-Truth is dressed as Sherlock Holmes backstage. That's all I'm going to say about it. This week's Shockmaster Award goes to the person who decided, I know, let's make R-Truth dress up as Sherlock Holmes. Nah, I thought it was stupid and funny. I just nothing nothing about the actual section segments were good, but just the visual of our truth in one of them ridiculous pipes and the the beagle hat, whatever you call those hats. Yeah, it was funny to me. All right, so Santino Morella comes out to go to the ring, and he starts with what was the first jersey he had on? Uh, oh shit! It wasn't Liverpool. Um, was it Arsenal? Ch- yeah, it might have been. So basically, he went through all the premier, the major Arsenal, Premiership teams. Liverpool. Then he went Chelsea, then Man City, then United, uh, and then England. Right, and I loved how the United reaction was half, half jeers, half cheers. Because, you know, they know. Yeah, and then the England one wasn't even a full cheer. Yeah, true. Like, they really didn't think that through, knowing that the whole country, or the whole United Kingdom, for that matter, is ashamed of the English national team. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, shall we clap anyway? It's well, our national team. Let's know that you, you're you're assuming that they did any sort of research. I know they could have called us though. You they know had what a I mean? Fucking, they had a fucking London taxi and a red le- uh, phone box that they've had for years. It's they are, they, and they had a black guy dressed up as Sherlock Holmes. This tells you all they know about English culture. Yeah, <laughs> fish, fish and chips is a cultural touchstone to them. Well, next time WWE, just contact us here at Smart Marks. We'll help you through. And you know there's probably some still a few runners in WWE that thinks that means fish and crisps. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, a nice bit of cod and some fucking Walker's salt and vinegar. You know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see here. So, basically, Santino versus David Otunga for the United States title. Santino Morello hits the Cobra for a quick win. Good Say, job, you, Otunga. David Otunga has a good physique. I don't know if you noticed that, but David Otunga has a good physique. I only noticed it last week when I was watching that David Otunga has a good physique. <laughs> he has a beautiful physique. <laughs> I don't know why they're drilling at home. Like, like Everyone in that fucking company has a good physique. Especially Otunga. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, but he's got a—he's he's wearing baby oil after after one move with uh, Santino, his chest shininess level reduced by about four hundred percent. That's like the yeah. Ultimate Warrior's face paint used to be. Yeah, exactly. Or Tensei's tattoos are now. Yeah, no, those tattoos are real. Okay, sure they are. Yes, the real henna. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the real henna tattoos. <laughs> Actually, no, henna takes longer to take off than his. Real day. sharpie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Santino wins with the Cobra. Whoopie-doo. Uh, a Cobra too. the collarbone as well, if you noticed. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give somebody at work a Cobra tomorrow and see what happens. Stay tuned, folks. I'll let you know. You won't pin them for three. No, I no, I won't. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, the guy I work with that we call HBK. He doesn't job to anyone. So even when, even when we just play fight, he always says, I don't job for anyone. <laughs> he refuses to be defeated. I like it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the one who squashed my balls the other day, but we won't get into that. Um, Josh Matthews. Yes, I am just leaving that ball comment out there in the ether. Yeah, I had so many uh, mean retorts, but I, I decided to, to leave them. To the wrestlers? I mean, to the listeners? <laughs> to the wrestlers. Sam. Um <laughs> Josh Matthews is backstage with Laura Tensai and Sakamoto. 
Tensai says, we fear the unknown. Talks in Japanese and says, we know what we should fear. Then, then they answer the question for us. And it was very good to uh, bring salt for everyone for their fish and chips later. Yeah, that's right. Very nice of them. Uh, up next, controversial words from Brock Lesnar. And here we go. Remember last week when I was yelling about how much I do not like Brock Lesnar? Yeah. He's gone up in a, he's gone up a point for me in respect. I thought he would, and I think I know why. Go on. Well, because he decided to look at the camera and say, I don't care about your fans. I don't care about the WWE. I'm here for myself. And I knew that anyway. I told you folks that last week. But at least he admitted it. I thought it was awesome, though. Yeah, I thought it was a great promo. And I really, really liked that he was like, I don't care about any of you. I'm just here to legitimize this and to be the man. Yeah. I wish he had, uh, if he was going to curse and they're going to bleep him anyway, I wish he'd properly cursed. I think there was a few things where he was like, that's BS or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. Very PG. He's like, just say it and let them bleep him. Yeah, I and this, sorry to cut you off again, this again makes me think that I wish they would have worked this hard for the Rock program. Yeah. You know, it's just... But then again, I don't see how they could have been that negative with either Cena or Rock for the... No, but Rock, Rock definitely could have done the whole. I'm not here for the fans this time. I'm here to prove that I'm the best ever. <clears throat> but they don't want to ever uh, lose the cash cow that is the people's champion. Yeah, you're right. Like, they'll never turn him heel again unless he was there full time. No, exactly. You're right. Um, Brock Lesnar says he's tired of John Cena's bullcrap. He says, John. That was bullcrap. That was the one. Yeah, bullcrap. He says, John Cena's only in the spot he is because I left eight years ago. If I was still here, he'd be carrying my bags. Which I thought was also really cool. <laughs> um, he basically then goes on to say that uh, John Cena shit himself. That was funny, yeah. I'm more worried about what's going down. It was so bad, though. Like, It's so implied. You know, like, uh, I'm not worrying what's going through his head. I'm worrying what's going down his leg. Yeah. Piss. Like, yeah. it's, yes, thank you, Brock. We got that. Yeah, all you needed there was a dude to come up in a screen within a screen in the bottom corner and go, see what he did there? Yeah, like, for those in the cheap seats, he means piss. Yeah, he means that Cena was so scared that he urinated on himself. <laughs> and then someone signed it. Like <laughs> like the, the deaf TV shows in the bottom corner, some guy's signing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was a good promo. I, I really liked that it looked like the uh, UFC promos do. I never know. Well, actually, I don't watch enough UFC, so I wouldn't have noticed. But yeah, it, look, it looked real. It looked legit. It looked good. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was a good promo. It, it felt... Uh, <clears throat> exciting I'm still not too pushed on the fight though because I don't see how they can make Cena win Cena's not going to win there's no way he's just like he's going through like a Daniel Bryan-esque losing streak like before Daniel Bryan was went heel yeah exactly I mean if it w wouldn't have been for the outcome of the main event on Raw I would have thought there was still a way for uh, Cena to win but no way Maybe maybe he's like invincible now at this stage. Like he doesn't need to win at all for kids to still love him. Yeah, I, I really do think he's at that point. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he's so over with those kids. It doesn't matter if he gets beat up by Brock Lesnar. That just makes them feel more sorry for him. And like, say what you will about the the the, the crowds and how they react to him, but there was a sea of green T-shirts in London. Yeah. Oh, there really was. You can get a better green T-shirt somewhere else, though. It's very true. 
but uh, from uh, breakingkfabtees.com. Yes, go and check out their Brock Smash T-shirt. That thing I, is awesome. I want one. I wish I wasn't so damn broke. I know. I thought the same uh, thing because I'd already have a Rise Above Yes one ordered, and now I can never get one. And I would have a Brock Smash one ordered now. <laughs> yeah, I would have gotten the tag match player one too. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's one for going out on a Saturday night. Absolutely. Looking at, looking at people going, ladies, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. So, yeah, check out BreakingKFAPTs.com for some great uh, WWE-themed T-shirts brought to you by our wonderful friend, Sam. Are there any dashes or underscores in that, or is it all one word? It's all one word, I think. Cool. Um, <laughs> all right, so Brock, Brock gives a nice, realistic promo, and then we go to the other side of the scale in which we have somebody who was once burned to death, but then they changed it to mental, uh, to uh, psychological burns, uh, who is fighting against a man who only a few weeks ago had his back broken. That's right. It's Kane versus Zack Ryder. The further, the, uh, Glenn Jacobs, the, the world's first human being to recover from a fucked up voice box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it grew back. <laughs> exactly. It's Wolverine versus Wolverine. Holy shit. They both have it. They both have This should have been the greatest match in history. The burns on the voice are gone, and fucking Zack Ryder came back from a broken neck and back in what, six weeks? Oh, tops, yeah. They're yeah. Supermen. Supermen. So, that's basically the match. What, who wins? Who won I this? Don't, I don't know or care. Oh, actually, did it? Was it a disqualification? I think maybe. Let's, let's take a look. No, here. it never started. That was it. All right, Kane just beats him up. He just beat the shit out of him, and then by the time they were both in the ring, the ref was like, "I can't start this now." Right. Yeah, and they showed a clip. They keep showing that clip of Kane from SmackDown going, "I love a family reunion." I have expected to see him butt fucking his sister when he says that. Like it's, it's really disturbingly southern. Hey boy. Sorry for, sorry for other southern listeners. <laughs> I meant, hey. I meant the deliverance uh, <laughs> type of southern. Hey Fitzy, you look mighty cute in them jeans, boy. You got a real pretty mouth. <laughs> I'm a now come over here and fuck me in the ass. You know you're gonna come too fast. <laughs> I'm gonna make you squeal like a pig. Me me me. Slow down or squeeze my butt cheeks and cut your dick off. Oh, right we went from Southern to Mr. T very, very easily. I love it. I pity the fool. <laughs> I heard you did some jokes about me. No, I didn't. Maybe I didn't. I'm going to go beat up the fool and tell me no lies. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the episode will be recite- recitation of Raw. <laughs> oh, it's still the same thing, at least. Yeah, we said we were reviewing Raw. We just didn't say what iteration of the word Raw. <laughs> What'd you get at Welfare Green Pepper Burger? <laughs> That don't look like McDonald's. <laughs> oh, baby, you don't need McDonald's. I'll make you a burger when we get home. It'd be welfare. Your dad can't afford it because he's an Oh, God damn. I don't want to sound old, but they do not make them like that anymore. No, well, I mean, I did love Raw and uh, Richard Pryor. I realized just how much of a oh, ripoff Eddie Murphy is. Dude, I can't watch Richard. I think we might have talked about this before. I can't watch Richard Pryor videos around other. Is that? Because I just giggle like a bitch. Oh, I'm the same. I, uh, look, I, I can recite that the way I can recite raw. It's it's water, and the guy hands him a bottle of water, and then he's like, two fifty, nigga said two fifty. Uh, so the live in concert is probably his most famous when he's wearing like a red shirt, um, black, and uh, his his charity boxing match with Ali. He's gonna like the bell's gonna ring, and he's gonna have one of them Joe Frazier flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, does this nigga know it's a benefit? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent, but hey. <laughs> God, I love Richard Pryor. I adore him. And Bill Hicks. <laughs> oh, f- 
Give me a sec. I'm just going to... I'm vomiting if... <laughs> now, boy, what you got to do is lift your back up. <laughs> your monkey's died. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> you know I'll be tearing your ass up again tomorrow. <laughs> hey, hey, Rich, uh, not for nothing, nigga, but I'm going to go with her. You a little toddy on the food, nigga. <laughs> I'm going to leave a little bit of piss over here in the corner for you. Remember me by There you go. <laughs> if some nigga pulls a knife out on you and all you got is a hand with some skin on it, you run. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I live my life by that, and that's why I will never get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever right. seen my fat ass running at 90 miles an hour? You'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> you teach you old lady, Rose. You don't have to help her. <laughs> it's like not, 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 us, baby. not for nothing, y'all. But this is a, if there's a fire in this place, I will eat some ass to get out of here. <laughs> I'll be outside. They'll be going, "What happened? What happened?" <laughs> and he's wiping his face. He's yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like if you if you chose to die of a heart attack or chose to die in some pussy, which one would you pick? I know which line I'd be in. I'd be in that long motherfucker. <laughs> Oh man! All right. His miming of standing in the queue waiting to die in some pussy is one of the funniest, <laughs> simplest gestures ever. He just looks so patient and content to stand and wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love, I love him. I love him. I, We're back, folks, from a twelve-minute uh, tangent about. Um, Richard. I think we had to, to get Richard Pryor out of our system. <laughs> yeah, he's gone now. We're okay. Uh, next on Raw backstage, it's AJ and. Um, AJ is talking with Kofi Kingston, who's showing her an iPhone. And he says, Yeah, man, look out here, your type of text message, everything. What a beautiful woman doing by yourself at backstage. Hey, hey. you far too beautiful to look so sad. What you crying about? <laughs> to, to which Brian, I, I was going to say Brian Adams. To which... <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop this thing. We're starting. So, yeah, Daniel Bryan comes out of the back and says, Hey, bitch, just because she's not my bitch doesn't mean she can be your bitch. Get it, bitch? He doesn't want them dipping into the company pool. That's right. And then he chants, yes, in Kofi's face for what felt like a five-minute segment. <laughs> it went on for quite a while. And he also named it the S-Lock. Oh, yes. He changed the LaBelle lock. because he's, he, the whole evening. Because he says, what has Gene LaBelle ever done? I'm renaming it the Yes Lock. Which, actually, I'm okay with. Because as we saw in the match, as soon as he even teases that move, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see here now. Cena... Basically, now Cena comes out, and uh, he's talking about uh, how the uh, Brock Lesnar stands for destruction, dominance, and pain. So Lesnar doesn't care about who he runs through. Cena says Lesnar has won everything there is to win, and he's coming to ext- he's not coming to Extreme Rules to win. He's coming to st- Extreme Rules to end and replace Cena. The crowd chants yes to this. Cena says Brock was right. He's scared, but Cena says he will fight. And um, I, I dig this. I dug this part of the promo. I mean, I know Cena's done this promo a dozen times. Yeah, his shucky dang darn uh, act is getting old. Yeah, but I do. I still dig when he looks in the camera and goes, "I will fight," because you kind of feel a little bit bad for him because you know he's about to get his ass whooped. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way that Cena will win. He might beat him at some point this year during Brock's. Um, contract but there's no way they will bring the pain back only to be beaten in the first match he fights in they have to they have to establish him <clears throat> in fact not only will he win i think he has to destroy cena 
Yeah, I think he will. I think it'll be disgusting, and I think there may even be some blood involved. I think he has to, like, Apollo Creed, that bitch. Yes. Um, you know, apart from the killing. Um, because they, they, they've they set him up as being too powerful for, for Cena to even really uh, be able to put up much of a fight. Yes. They show they've shown him they've shown him beating the rock. They showed him F fiving the rock this week. Yeah, did you also notice on those videos the it was it was the rock, there was a Cena one, but then the other three in the videos they kept showing the clips was Kurt Angle Kurt Angle. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Right. Um and somebody else that's currently in TNA they showed him laying out as well, which I thought was funny. They did show Mark Henry too. All oh, right, yeah. I just remember picking out the three major TNA guys, and I was like, oh, "I see what you did there." <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, but yeah, there's no. They have to show him dominating. Like, like it has to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like the Rock never. They never saw the Rock as someone who's going to destroy the Rock or destroy Cena. They they saw that fight as anyone could win this. Yeah. No. This one, they need to be able to cut away to a kid in the crowd crying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, because Cena's gotten whooped. Green fucking um, <coughs> t-shirt, hat, sweatband ensemble with a spinner belt. <laughs> That's my favorite when you see Cena fans crying. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as good as that Randy Orton girl when, when The Miz won the title from him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <coughs> um, yeah. my, present, my, my present favorite character on Raw now interrupts John Cena. That's right. Big Johnny. What an amazing entrance they've now given this guy. Yeah, they've given him kind of a fanfare. Like a stupid, obnoxious song, which I adore. Um, it's, it's It makes sense. I mean, it was silly for him not to have one. He needs something like a... Like, I think the greatest ever non- entrance music music was right to censor because that 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 was better than any stinger because that just made people boo oh <laughs> like, i know i remember going back and watching one of the manias they were on and it was a really long intro like a really long ramp <laughs> and i was like it's really just that fucking sound over and over again it was yeah that you know and, and johnny's music is very much in that of that ilk you know it's it's designed to make you hate yeah, with me, it got the opposite reaction. I was like, I love that shit. Sound like Dallas and shit. <clears throat> yeah, but it didn't get the opposite reaction because you loved it because you knew it worked so well. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're right. I always forget that I'm a smart mark. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the dumb mark. <laughs> You're trying to be a smark on my ass. That's right. I'll go smark on your ass. Um, <laughs> Big Johnny announces that tonight there will be an Extreme Rules match, but he will not reveal his opponent. Was there any doubt in your mind who the opponent was going to be? Uh, absolutely none. No, which I think is way too early to have this guy go against Cena. Um, I would have agreed with you in one of the possible outcomes, but uh, I'm not sure I agree with you now. Right. You mean like in a hindsight kind of thing? I'm really trying to stay kayfabe here because I'm <laughs> because I'm terrible for telling for mentioning results before they happen. But <laughs> even though it's pointless since they've probably watched it already. Yeah. But, uh, Actually, no. You know what? We do have quite a few listeners that do not watch Raw. We are their only window to the WWE. Well, that's cool. I feel honored. Yeah, me, uh, me too. I dig that. So we'll keep it a mystery for you folks. I hope, I hope we make it entertaining. Um, well, I hope you like Richard Pryor, niggas. <laughs> we didn't record that though Oh we did We got a lot of it It's fine Okay that's cool I'm leaving it in either way Oh of course I, I, you, You've heard Cabin Fever It's all asides and tangents I've never heard Cabin Fever What is that that you speak of Fitzy? 
it is only the greatest podcast in living memory apart from smart marks <laughs> well there you go Dick, dick. <laughs> it's available on uh, so, psychcalledfred.com psychcalledfred.com and uh, iTunes right on hey uh, do me a favor next time you ever talk to Dana Snyder yes just tell him Matt Lee says hello I will because I just want to know that in some part of the world he went who the fuck is Matt Lee's <laughs> that's enough uh, for me I will do that <laughs> you know I'm not even going to try to harass you and say oh try to bring him on one of our shows no no I just want you to say hey Matt Lee says hi and I just want to know what he says I wouldn't have enough sway with them to get him onto any of our shows. No, exactly. I don't. Yeah, exactly. But still, I just want you to be like, who, 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 who the fuck is Matt Lee's? <laughs> Was that the I worst w- Dana impression ever? <coughs> Not the worst. <laughs> All right, let's leave it at that. Another side tangent. It's funny if we get a new listener one week, he's going to be like, "Yo, it's a buy this Canadian and this Irish guy that, and they seem to hate everything about wrestling." And yet they still put themselves through the punishment every week, ladies. <laughs> Um, so basically that's that uh, We get more hype for the WWE title match At Extreme Rules between Punk and Jericho And they having announced said, Sorry go sorry ahead to, Having said that though I think wrestling is one of those um, Things that you follow And you're You're you're, <coughs> you're not happy more than you're happy It's like being a football fan uh, I wouldn't even say that uh, Probably because I'm a United fan So I only have a history of uh, success <laughs> But <laughs> Yeah, and, and my jerseys don't look like they're uh, an Everton jersey that got you know faded in the wash. But <laughs> <laughs> they went to Coventry City and went, "I'll be having some of that." But, uh, yeah, so I I would definitely like football more than hate it. But but wrestling, it's 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 usually like trying to find the nuggets amongst the the. It's it's basically gold panning for gold if the thing you are panning for it in was feces oh yeah you're great analogy very accurate <laughs> but the nuggets are worth it yes speaking of feces and nuggets hornswoggle is in the library and then our truth comes through a magic wall to which hornswoggle goes eh, meh, meh, eh, eh, eh. yeah what's does he not talk again i thought he i thought santa granted him the wish to be able to speak yeah i said those words folks yep and you're you're a 30 year old man that's right (laughs) and and i didn't correct you exactly no he's back to not speaking now i guess that idea i don't know if he's back to not speaking or if he was just stunned into not speaking i'm not 100 percent sure right because i think he did say the word truth at one point Perhaps. I don't remember. Yeah, fuck this show. Uh, <laughs> next up, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. <clears throat> a match that, from the Booker standpoint, because they want Daniel Bryan to be the heel, makes perfect sense. But in actuality, it makes no sense at all. Because no one gives a shit about Kofi Kingston. Exactly. So you're not only just... You're burying Kofi because you're putting him in a match where nobody gives a fuck and he's supposed to be a babyface selling t-shirts. I don't think people dislike him because I do like the guy. I think, he, I think he's a pretty good wrestler, but just the way they're using him at the moment makes me not give a shit about him no exactly currently because this week he's taking on daniel bryan next week he'll probably be back in some makeshift tag team for the week yeah you know they just need to give him i mean they had that great program with kofi kingston versus orton which really started to heat up and then same deal they just put him back to being comedy black guy yeah sad very sad um, Daniel Bryan wins this match. It was a pretty solid match. And again, every time Daniel Bryan teased the yes lock, the crowd started chanting yes. So it worked for that part. <clears throat> I'm not even blowing smoke up Sam's ass. I'm really not. If I didn't know the guy, I would still say this. But they made such a piss-poor t-shirt compared to his, didn't they? They did. They really did. It's because it's that it's just, stupid color, too. 
it, it's just the most I think maybe that might be a choice of his because he seems to like that color a lot yeah he wrestles in that color because that's what their color that William Regal's trunks used to be but it's just like anything like it just his, his name on the back and then just yes 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 no imagination put into it like not even his face or anything like there could have been so many more things they could have done that 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 screams <laughs> of designed the day after raw oh absolutely know? yeah that was like can we how fast can we push this shit out yeah i always wonder who the t-shirt company is for uh the wwe you know what i mean sure as hell ain't breaking kayfabe that's right bitch he is um so daniel Bryan wins that match after the match he locks down the hold again and then as he's uh punishing kofi we hear <clears throat> it's a shameful fame you lost your head careless man wind up dead where you're something like some kind of prize. Too many layers. Too many layers. Yes, Seamus runs down to the ring. Uh, he, he Brian avoids a bro kick and escapes the ramp where he leads the crowd in yes chance. Uh, they then announce still to come tonight, Cena versus a mystery man. And I love that. I love that phenomenon as well, and it is. It is Seamus uses it more than anyone. It's the they've left the ring and now they're miles away, and I can't follow them. Phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, they seem to forget how to run through the ropes. Yeah, like oh, he's left the ring. I can't continue this pursuit. Damn it! <laughs> Curses. It's like I, it's like. I I better just look despondent in the ring. <laughs> yeah. It's like that fucking, what's her name? The Dora the Explorer. <laughs> S- swiper, no swiping. Damn it! <laughs> um, yes, I did just make that reference, bitches. It meant absolutely nothing to me. I'm aware of the show, but other than that, I... <laughs> oh, I, I stole that joke from Kevin Smith, so I don't even know what it means. Oh, okay. Um, next up, Brodus Clay taking on Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> good Lord, they are continuing to bury Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, um, I don't know what they're doing with him. I really don't. Because Brodus Clay, he's just not good enough. Like he's not, he's not a good enough wrestler to be going up against a technical machine like Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, but I guess. But I guess Ziggler sells well. So yeah, he really does. Look really sore or really hurt from whatever the fuck had the ball would do to him. I can't even remember how the, the match ended now, to be honest. Uh, it was just more of a kerfuffle because Jack Swagger ran in and tried to tried to interfere. Basically, Clay laid both of them out, and that was it. Uh, Vicky got in a fight with a couple of the dancers, and that's about it. Right, yeah. You see, as I, said, as I said last week, I think, I don't think it really matters what they do with Ziggler at the moment because push or, or bury, it doesn't matter one iota because until... They get ri- until he loses Sigler or uh, Jack Swagger and Vicky. It's not going to matter a shit because he'll he's like a balloon being weighed down by a paperweight. All they need to do, I know it's a terrible analogy. All they need to do is snip that ribbon and he'll f- he'll shoot right up. Like, yeah, I think I like I think we've said multiple times on this show he's going to be it soon. I think Ziggler. Yeah, uh, he's going to be the guy. Um, <clears throat> we go backstage for Big Johnny talking with the amazing physique of David Otunga. Amazingly oiled physique. Yeah, uh, when Eve Torres walks up, and then the three of them go into the office for a menage a trois. Yes. Because what else are they doing in there? Lucky boys if they're into horse porn. (laughs) She's got that certain Armenian look to her. (laughs) Um, Lawler and Cole lead us into a video package. Sorry, It turned out out all she wanted was a bushel of apples. (laughs) (laughs) She's angry that a few of her sisters were shot at the recent horse race. 
<laughs> and that's why she went out with Zach because she was confused by the terms horse rider and Zach rider. <laughs> <laughs> um, they lead us into a video package dedicated to the memory of the late Chief J. Strongbow. Um, He's really one of those wrestlers that got you know God rest his soul. Though, when you look back on the on his, his wrestling style now, it's like wow, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have. Like this guy, he was he was great, and I have a lot of respect for him. But I don't think he would have gotten the time of day modern day. Yeah, but then again, a lot of guys wouldn't. I mean. You're yeah. telling me Dino Bravo wouldn't have gotten the time of day these days? <laughs> I don't know about fucking Dino Bravo. <laughs> I I will give any old guy their their place and you know and uh, bow to them except for uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine because his face just annoyed me. Even when I was a child, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I knew a blues guitarist in Kitchener who reminded me so much of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Even looked like him. <laughs> He just looked like one of those grown babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just annoyed. Always hated. Really hated him. I, I really, don't know why. There you go. So yeah, they do that tribute video. There's another damn R Truth Sherlock Holmes episode backstage. He's basically trying to find Teddy Long a job. Teddy Long was recently fired as the general manager of SmackDown. Somebody pointed out. Uh, Matt Fowler, the guy who writes wrestling wrap up. I don't know. I'm kind of. I uh, shouldn't be uh, plugging someone else's stuff, but um, he does a thing called Wrestling Wrap Up for IGN, and he's he's fucking hilarious. I have to say, it's like it's the one written article that I will like rush to read every week. And um, he was talking about the fact that that entire uh, thing is pointless because WWE just don't give a shit about continuity anymore. Because it wasn't that Teddy Long was looking for a new job; he was ready to go out there and look for a new job as soon as he got fired. But he has to stay in the job he has now because John Laurinaitis threatened him with his grandchildren's college fund. Right. So the whole thing meant nothing because he doesn't need a new job. He couldn't go to a new job if he desperately wanted to. Yeah. They're good at that. Also, this week on NXT, I don't watch it, but they did like a handcuff gimmick. And apparently the, uh, it involved a wrestler being handcuffed to a girl. And then later in the episode, the handcuff had switched to their other hand. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> All right, next match. Wow. The Great Kali and the Big Show taking on our tag team champions. Fitz, yes. do you know who the tag team champions are? Uh, Rey Mysterio and I think Coco Beware. I don't know. Correct. Epico and Primo, accompanied by Rosa Mendez, Mrs. I'm Not As Hot As I Think I Am. Uh, who's, uh, Mrs. Hot From The Neck Down. Yeah, her face is a little weird, right? Yeah, her face is a bit tranny. <laughs> and by a bit tranny, I mean tranny. <laughs> the uh, match starts with uh, Abraham Washington coming out with his iPad, just kind of scouting talent. Apparently, he's looking for new recruits. Uh, I, I, what is it, AW? Yeah, Abraham Washington. What's I call A and W root beer? Yeah, I miss A and W root beer. God damn. I've never, I've never uh, had it, but um, you know, any any way to mock a wrestler by citing some cultural touchstone. I have a makeshift way to make your own semi A and W root beer. I'm not a. Fa I have to say, I've only had root beer once, and I wasn't the biggest fan. Maybe I need to try it again. Yeah, you didn't have A and W root beer. You see, I hated, I hated Dr. Pepper the first time I tried it, and now it's my favorite drink, so maybe I should give root beer another go. Yeah, go with a pint, okay, pint glass, fill half of it with Coke, and the other half with any standard root beer, okay. and it tastes like A&W root beer. Interesting. Is that because A&W root beer is, in fact, half cola? 
Could be. I don't know. It's just I know that we used to do it when I used to work in a restaurant, and we used to mix them, and they tasted a lot like uh, A&W root beer. Cool. Uh, basically, the great Kali beats up our tag team champions single-handedly. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I fast-forwarded. Yeah, they did a double pin thing. It's not. Yeah, I saw that. It's no surprise now, though, that I fast-forward when Kali comes out. No, goddamn. What a what a. What a <sighs> I mean, again, I've nothing against the guy. I'm sure he's a lovely fella because he'd have to be a, a little bit humble, uh, <laughs> given the way he must have been raised. Um, but I just, oh, it's it's the worst feeling ever when I hear his music hit. Yeah, and just, you just buried your tag team champions. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about them. They come out on a bike. On a fucking BMX, like no, that's not the tag champs. That's somebody different. Oh, that's their cousin. That oh, that's that's uh, Sincara Azul. Oh no, yeah. Ne- sorry. Yeah, that's that's not Epico. That's Hunico. Hunico. Did you notice? Um, Sharpo sent you a link to some uh, action figures. Yes. And they had an Unico action figure, but he was done up like Sincara Negro. Yes. That's odd, isn't it? Yeah, that's just them trying to get you to buy two figures that are the same. Oh, because they bought... They just had to repaint it, right? I suppose. I bought the... Sin- I have the Sin Cara one in my case already. That's right. You already have a Sin Cara? Yes. Botch Cara, sorry, as they, he's called online. That's right, but the, the, the figure doesn't come with a trampoline. <laughs> Did you tell... Was it you that told me there's a Twitter account as Sin Cara's trampoline? Yes. <laughs> I actually wanted to make a fake Twitter account today. I wanted to make Tupac's hologram. <laughs> that was awesome. But then I could uh, that was scary awesome. But well, let's not get sidetracked again. Because we're almost done and the internet hasn't shit on us yet. Hooray. That's right, folks. This episode's delayed cuz my internet sucks. Basically. It's the little internet that could. No, it's so cute. All right, so next up we have our main event, an Extreme Rules match in which John Cena takes on the mystery opponent, and for this, I hand it over to you, Fitzy. Whatever he says. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call me Albert. (laughs) I am not A-Train anymore. I am a dangerous Japanese fighter. (laughs) He's now officially Lord Albert Tsai, by the way. (laughs) Lord Albert Tsai. So yeah, that's the big that's the big surprise that that Fitzy and I were saying isn't a surprise. No, at all. I mean, not a bad thing either. I think he's fucking good so far. I have to say, I I would give him a solid seven and a half to an eight for his for his performances so far. Hmm. <clears throat> Apart from the weird way he spit breeds. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very strange. Yeah. Basically, so, Cena taking on uh, Lord Tensai. Uh, bell rings. Tensai basically right away goes to work on Cena. Um, at one point, Cena goes to the floor. Tensai follows. They fight, and Tensai whips Cena into the aluminum steps. Yes. Uh, Tensai looks to powerbomb Cena on the floor, but Cena backdrops him. Cena grabs the steel steps, cracks Tensai in the head. Um, they get back into the ring, and now there's a huge Albert chant. Yeah. There was also actually there was also a huge sexual chocolate chant during Mark Henry at the beginning. There was, and you just reminded me when you said uh, 
10 side through seen into the steps Mark Henry threw the shit out of CM Punk into the fucking barrier oh yeah he really did I can't believe I forgot to mention that earlier he fucked him up yeah. uh, every time that happens to Punk I think man and you can't take painkillers tonight no I know <laughs> like I, I almost wish I could let you smoke a joint or have a beer or something because yeah. you're going to be hurting yeah poor guy you're going to have some aches that I don't think a pint of ice cream can help cure. <laughs> um, what, what, what happens in this match? Oh, yeah. Tunga gets in the ring, tries to help out. Cena gives him an AA. Uh, and then, and then uh, Tensai does the greatest move ever where he morphs into, uh, I want to say, Kajigugu. Uh, <laughs> reptile. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? Tajiri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, Green mists the shit out of him. Yeah, or uh, yeah, Reptile from Mortal Kombat. Yes. <laughs> um, so that that's your finish, folks. On Raw is Cena gets Green Mist spit in his face, which was pretty lame. But yeah, um, as they go off the air, Cena's face is covered in green mist. He's begging for water as we go to the replays. Tensei and Sakamoto do their ritual in the ring as Cena washes his face off, and Raw goes off the air. I wonder will that ending have the same effect on a child the way Ultimate Warrior being made to vomit by Papa Shango did on me as a kid, like torment the shit out of him and he can't sleep that night. I don't think it will because that, that Papa Shango thing fucked me up too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. Was, he fighting the, was he fighting the model for the IC title that night? Mm, I don't remember. I, I just remember the puke thing, and I remember the black mitt, the black goo from his head and his wrist. I think maybe one of the nasty boys stole the thing that Papa Shango used in his ritual. Maybe I'm remembering it all wrong. Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Raw ends with Green Mist being spit in the face for the win. So uh, that concludes our epi- our review of Raw from 1994. <laughs> uh, uh, as written by Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, that's raw for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Aren't you glad we're here to bring you all these reviews? Yep. Um, not, a, not, not a bad show at all. I mean, not a great show by any stretch, but definitely not a bad one. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was possible. Um, I was expecting more because <clears throat> uh, one or two people had told me that it was it was a pretty good start and the crowd were well up for it. The crowd were good. They weren't great. Um, no, they started high because they started with a WWE Championship match. True, yeah. Anyone's going to be hyped up if Mr. Brooks comes out and that music kicks in. Why wouldn't they? They're only human. Look in my eyes. Should I get hyped up every time my phone rings? Because that's my ringtone. Oh, nice. That's your I ringtone. Find, I find it hard to answer a lot of the time. My ringtone right now is Alberto Del Rio. Um, I want to change it, though, because I've had it that uh, for a long time, and I'm going to play you what I, th- what I want to change it to. It's um, and give, me, give me a sec. I, I don't know if it would play too well on the tinny speakers of, of, a, of a phone, but this is what I want it to be. Can you hear that? Yeah, it sounds great, actually. It's the, it's the primetime wrestling music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would play so well on a shitty phone, though. It sounded good from wherever you just played it. That's where I got the screen grab that I made for you earlier with uh, Bobby and Gorilla. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. Which is now my uh, timeline photo. Nice. Uh, well, folks, that's our review of Raw and uh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I've made a, I've made a deal with myself after the whole debacle of how heartbroken I was by WrestleMania. Right. Um, I'm not going to be as hard on wrestling anymore. Because you're you don't want to set yourself up for any more big falls. Exactly. Interesting. It's kind of like I was so burned by mania that I'm not going to let myself get worked up anymore. That may be a bad thing for the listeners of this show, but <coughs> but by uh, by that you know oh, my brain's not working. Will that make you not as invested either? Oh like, no, be able to get as excited if something awesome happens. Yeah, definitely, definitely, still excited. I'm just not going to allow myself to expect to be excited anymore. Right, like you're going to sit down, going, "This is going to be an hour and a half of passable entertainment." Yeah, exactly. But even when I watched Raw this week's Raw, I mean, when they started with the title match again, I always, as I say, I always watch late at night. I try to watch late at night with headphones on. And when he started with that for the WWE Championship, I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good opening. It's always good. Um, it's a double-edged sword, though, and it's always good to start off with a match of that caliber, but at the same time, you know nothing's going to change because it's starting off the show. Yeah, exactly. And Mark unless Henry didn't get massive, an Unless it's a massive twist. like Yeah, and the, the challenger didn't get an entrance, so... Yeah, exactly. And Mark, Mark Henry's never going to be WWE title material. Not with the belt looking like that, because that would be racist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, yeah, that was our raw review. Um, I did want to check with you because I know in October, Fitzy Raw is they're doing a raw from London. Ah. Oh. Um, now my uh, a friend of mine and myself, Smithy, we're going to be looking at buying tickets next week. Um, shit. Yeah, you you might just have to come in on that one because uh, Ian lives in London, so I'd be able to crash on his floor. And so does Ollie, and I I'm going to assume I can crash on Ollie's floor. Excellent. <coughs> we could all go. Yeah, yeah, because I've decided if I'm going to spend money to see it live, I'm only going to go to a TV taping. Yeah, of course. Um, because, actually, to, to, to close off this episode, um, I'll give you the review, or not a review, but I'll give you, you the card. You don't go to a foreign house show, because the, the still images of that one in Russia just look depressing. Oh, yeah. And speaking of depressing, um, my buddy HPK and I almost bought tickets... Um, to go see SmackDown house show in Cardiff. Oh, dear. And we thought, oh, let's just go, you know, we'll have fun anyway. Like, let's just go have a laugh. And the other half of us wanted to say, you know, it's going to be shit. Let's not go. Um, so when I heard that the show was going on, I believe it was two nights ago, I was kind of like thinking, fuck, I wish I would have gone. And then I saw the card. Oh, go on. Which I'm just looking... It's probably the same as the one that was in the O2 uh, about a week ago in... Sorry, it used to be called The Point in Dublin. And uh, I decided I wasn't really arsed going because, again, if I'm, if I'm going to go to one, I want CM Punk to be there. I'm so pissed off that I missed um, the one last October where it was... Um, uh, Jesus, Mick Doyle. Stop saying Mick Doyle. Mick Foley's... Um, um, return debut I guess right like before even he was on TV he, he turned up in Dublin right and of course Punk was there and that was right at the, the peak of the 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 whole Punk fever which yeah. I think has died down quite considerably yeah it really has unfortunately which is a shame but yeah. um, he, he's still my boy 
Yeah. All right. So let me read you what 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 I would have seen live in Cardiff. Which, by the way, tickets started at like fifty pounds. Jesus. First match. So we would have been in the arena, excited, giggly. Yeah. First match: Great Khali versus Jinder Mahal. Oh fuck you. Next match: Uso Brothers and Mason Ryan taking on Drew McIntyre, Tyler Rex, and Kurt Hawkins. Fuck off. Next match: Percy Watson. Who? Exactly. I don't even know. Taking on Alberto Del Rio. Seriously, who the fuck is Percy Watson? I don't know. He must be one of the NXT guys, Sam. Um, yeah, so Alberto Del Rio was in that match. That would have been my first pop of the night. Um, then you get Alicia Fox taking on Natalia. I don't know if you heard my sigh there, but it was... Oh, I sure did. Then you had Booker T and Brodus Clay... Taking on the team of Mark Henry and Christian. Okay, Christian would have been great. Sorry, Christian would have been awesome, but dude, yeah. this is an episode of fucking fucking velocity, like if that even yeah. still exists. And then Randy Orton versus Kane in an ODQ match. And Seamus versus Daniel Bryan for the title. That was it. Jesus. So if I would have spent fifty on the ticket. 30 on a t-shirt, 20 on trains, and then whatever else on food and drink, I would have been pissed. That's disgraceful. Yeah, so I guess my tip to you folks at home would be, if you're going to spend money on going to see WWE, well, first off, if you're going to spend money on seeing wrestling, I recommend you go to a local independent show. Because as somebody that used to work at them, they are a hoot. Well, see, we don't really have them here. Or if they do, I don't know about them. No, they don't really have them here in Wales either. They have one company, but they're shite. Um, but, uh, you know... You're, you're, you're talking to our American audience here. Yeah, Americans, if you're going to go see a, rest, a WWE show, spend a little bit of extra money and go to a TV taping because you're going to get better value for your money um, than the shit that they put out for house shows. I mean, I know they can't tour with the whole crew and everything, but if I were to be in that arena and they would announce the first match was Jinder Mahal versus the Great Khali, I would have cried. I would have gone for a piss even if I didn't need to go. <laughs> yeah, just 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 just, just for the just, principle of the matter. Just squeeze un- until either a vein popped or piss came out. <laughs> yeah. Or you heard that great song by you know the Great Khali's theme song. <laughs> the fucking um, Joy Ho. <laughs> <laughs> that is racist. That's proper racist. That's that's probably that's probably the best way to end is with racism. That's well racial. Well racial. Well, folks, this has been another edition of Smart Marks, and uh, we didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning, but I've been Matt Lees. He's the Rev Brian Fitzpatrick. We are, of course, the smartest of all Smart Marks, aka the Fitzosaurus and the Natural Heel. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Or he's the Bobby Heenan to my Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna collect like a, a massive uh, yeah, we'll have a massive collection of nicknames each. So that our intro starts to take us ten minutes? Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, please check out our friends at breaking dot com. And um, And for anyone kfabe is K A Y F A B E and T's is T W E S, not yeah. Not, not the capital T. That's right. Go, go order some T-shirts and order a couple extra Brock Smash T-shirts and send them to us. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be wicked. Or uh, Sam, <coughs> Sam, if you know anyone at Breaking Kayfabe that can get us some shirts, you know what I mean, player. 
Who could Sam possibly know? I don't know. If anybody, it's going to be Sam that's going to know someone. Yeah. Um, thank you to all our listeners. We do get quite a few emails during the week about wrestling, so I appreciate everybody. Basically, they just wax poetic about Raw, which I really appreciate everyone doing that, so that's great. Um, Legend in my podcast at gmail.com to do that. Any closing thoughts or remarks, Fitzy? Um, let's hope next week's better. Is that about the podcast or Raw? Raw, Raw. We're always awesome. That's true. I was just kidding. <laughs> hey, the hate, the hate fuels the fire. That's true. That's true. That's why Legend in My Spare Time gets is such a great podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you bastard! It used to be so good. I don't know what changed. You mean over like the last ten episodes? It just uh, yeah, it's, it's odd. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that possibly could be. Um, <laughs> Fitzosaurus, I'm going to let you choose any WWE entrance theme for us to go out on this week. Ooh, that's a good one. I can like any at all. Anything you want. Uh, By the way, if you don't hear fading up behind us right now, the song Fitzy's about to say, it's because I couldn't find it. Uh, brother love. Oh, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> I love you. That was me doing brother love, not telling you I love you. You always tell me anyway. That's true, I do. It's getting all right. it's awkward. I'm kind of gay. It's getting awkward. <laughs> All right, well, well, this is as good a time as any because my laptop looks like it's starting to act freaky. All right, so thank you very much from me, you know, Gorilla Monsoon, aka the Natural Heel, aka Matt Motherfucking Lees, and from him, the Fitzosaurus, aka Bobby Heenan, aka the Reverend, aka Fitzy Fitzpatrick, aka. PhD, aka Fit the Mom, aka Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm <laughs> all right, that being said, folks, we will see you all next week. What was our extra supposed to be? Oh, yeah, I got it. <clears throat> Later, Marks. <laughs> okay, say one more thing because your extra is going to be your laugh now. Sounds weird. Uh, my extra. Legend in my spare time, motherfucker. Now you're putting me on the spot here. I, I, I came up with Brother Love, and that was the most inspiration I can muster. All right, then just tell me. Then just tell me to shut my whole mouth. I don't know why you come. I'm not getting up. Edging in my spare time, motherfucker.